Another year's gone by. I'm so glad you're with me. The way you lift me up with the love you give me. Welcome to the Orange Is the New Black it's podcast. It is season two, episode twelve. It was the change. I'm Rob Southgate. With me, Martha Southgate and Megan Haas. Hey, Megan. Hey, Martha. Ooh, this is a good one. I love episodes with it's, Storm. It has, it has hit us. It, it, okay. Hello. It has hit its stride. We're off to some start with this At thing. this point. I, you know, we had a bit of a clunky... We, we liked the first episode. We had a few clunky yeah, ones Yeah, but this, in this there. one is another really good this one. This is solid. And, I, yeah, I think it's kind of getting... How about you, Meg? What did you think of this one? Um... I enjoyed it. I mean, I can't help but look at it as an overall entire season. I enjoyed it, though. I thought it could be better, but I did. Yeah, well, it was a good watch. Yeah. Okay, okay. Not enough Alex for you. I understand that. <laughs> so, Marth, where do you want to start with this? Well, let me Well, I, actually, I want to start with something. Okay. I just want to talk. Right at the beginning, there was a really funny thing that happened. Because uh, if you remember on the last one, it ended with uh, the old lady. I don't. I wish I knew their names. The old lady that stabbed the uh, the, the girl. Arp women. We yes, the arp, arp women. women. And she stabbed the wrong person. And, we'll call her Stabby McGee. Yeah, and uh, uh, they're talking about it. I don't even remember who says this, but it was so funny when she goes, "Step one, pick a person to kill. Step two, kill that person." <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really That's good. Awesome. Yes, I did laugh at that. Yeah, oh, I, of course, I don't remember who it was, but I think it was one of the Golden Girls. It oh, was. no, it was Red. Yeah, it, it, it involved Red, Red. yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's the one that said that because she was so upset that they screwed it up. Well, and, and what's happening in the story in, in this particular episode is there's a really bad storm. And so the women are taping the windows. Everything's leaking. Well, they, they're, moving, they're moving mattresses. They need and, a new roof, yeah. clearly. And so... Um, pretty much the prison is falling apart, yeah. more so than normal. Fig has done a heck of a job with so this So that is the back, you know, like that's what's happening. Wait, the, the storm that's coming in, did you catch the name of the storm? Wanda. Yes! I love when the, the one guard says to her, she's like, she's like oh, uh, Tropical Storm Wanda, it's now, uh, it's now just a something type of storm. He goes, you've been downgraded. That was <laughs> hilarious. Poor Wanda. Poor so yeah, so that's kind of what's going on in the yeah. That's the overarching thing. Yeah, we've got a lot of scenes in this one of like all the girls have to have to congregate in that. Uh, I don't know what you call that room, the r- rumpus room. We'll call it. I, I and, said uh, they congregate in the cafeteria, the kitchen, and kind of the rec room. Yes. Yeah, it's it, a lot of it is kind of the rec room area, and they, they've got their mattresses, and they all have to like hide out there the power goes out at one yeah, point Yeah, because even in the kitchen gloria and those guys are making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches right you know right. i mean they're not and then like the plumbing goes out and, and the they, bathroom floods. they have to use a, a bucket <laughs> gross and uh and then they had to take it outside themselves and dump it the last person to who got it yeah full last person half to, full has oh, to take it out sick so that's got to be fun yeah that's really good so, so uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the scene. And if you think about it, you've got, I mean, the place is a pressure cooker anyway, but now they're right. all in like two rooms. And they're uncomfortable. And you've and got V and her and girls. And messy. And, and Red and her girls like nightmare. right by each other. So, yeah, it's, it's a pretty intense situation there. And I, I, uh, I was very uncomfortable with V because she kept 
looking at red and like doing her intimidation thing. yeah it's almost like nobody else was there it's just v and red at this point now what did you think of v in this one meg i am not v's number one fan and okay. oh, i can't stand v. not even in the sense of you're supposed to hate her she's written that way you're supposed to hate her but oh, yes. i don't even i don't even have that emotion towards her like, to hate her, you need to like her character in some sort to show emotion towards her character. I think this story is way too draining. At yes. this rate, at this point, I just want it to be over. So whenever I see yeah. V, I'm kind of sitting here like, please, just, what are you going to do? Just do it already. I've been waiting since right. day one. Yeah, so yeah, get it over with. That's my yeah. approach to this entire V situation. Now, Martha, what did you think of, of V in this? Because this was kind of, wasn't this one kind of V's story? Well, we kind see of. we see that she killed RJ. Yeah, she did a lot more than kill him. Well, well yeah, yeah, she sure did. For me, I w- she crossed a major boundary first. A very major, <laughs> awkward Bates Motel <laughs> boundary. Yes, it this was. is one of the first times that I was just kind of disgusted by her. Yeah, because yeah. in the past I haven't liked her. I she, you're supposed to not like her, as you said, and I don't. Uh, but this one, she was so disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. That it made it hard to watch. But if they and, had that aspect from the beginning, I think it would have been a completely different approach to that story. She yes, was just it, disgusting and mean and just yes. full of herself. And that I, it not, didn't make her appealing, but it made her entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I was actually going to make that point that I think that this storyline, once again, we've said this a bunch of times, if they had stretched her out over two seasons and not been so... Uh, heavy-handed with her, mm-hmm. it would have been better. But but the other thing that should have happened is if, if they had done that, this story happens at about the point it does, where instead of her having so much control and everything, you're starting to feel uncomfortable about her. She's one of the inmates, but there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Then they show you this, and then what we saw play out is the next season. I think it would have been a much stronger second season with her, where I would have been like the whole time going, she, she got... RJ killed. Right. She slept with what was essentially her son. Like, you would have been so disgusted by her that the whole season you would have been like, please be coming to an end. Mm-hmm. It would have been really good. Not in a bad way. Right. Whereas here, it's like, we didn't find that out until the end, and, and you already were over her. Yeah, it's like, just go, yeah. Just... They took the approach where they were, I think they wanted you to feel like you needed to know where this woman came from, but I never got that approach to her. I never got that interest in her where I was just itching to know her backstory. I really just didn't right. care. So when they put it this late in the season, I was like, now I don't just get over with so I can see what's happening back at this storm. Yeah, right. and if they were going to do it this way, maybe this story should have happened in like episode four. And if the, I mean, many shows have this aspect of, I don't, it's not exactly incest that she had because. No, but it, it, it was. In her world, it was. It was. But the, so many shows have these stories where, that happened. I can the two on the top of my head is Bates Motel and Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and it was it's appealing. It's not appealing in the way that like somebody wants to do it, but it's entertaining. It's interesting. It's something I want. I want. It's it's part of the show. In this, I was like, it's just so gross. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Did yeah. I need to see that? Yeah. Where yeah I, I, yeah, I think you nailed it because like Game of Thrones is a good example because it's like interwoven into it. Yeah, and it makes you uncomfortable and it's gross and you just watch it and you're like, oh my gosh, like it's a shocking 
Well, but interesting thing going on. I had this conversation today, actually, with with coworkers. TV can mold your opinions. You can almost take the worst person in the world, and TV, if done correctly, can make you like them. Same with Tony Soprano. Yes, Dexter, exactly. Hank and uh, Walt and Walt from Breaking Bad. Jesse, yeah, the exactly. anti heroes. Yeah, so, I mean, really. I mean, think of a lot of people. My favorite character on Game of Thrones is Cersei Lannister, and she's pretty much the worst—not the yeah. worst, but she's horrible. And these characters can be molded. So incest doesn't need to be gross all the time on a TV show. As gross as it is, it can be molded into part of the story, and you kind right. of understand it in this situation, like Game of Thrones. In this, I was like, they're just trying to make me hate her more, but I just don't care. Right. I don't care enough to hate her. I like, well, And the fact that she used it as a means, like, I'm, I've been wanting this, I get this, and now I'm going to have him killed. She used it as it a means like, of control, like, oh, look, I can even go this far. I raised you, but look what I can do. And yeah. she's just, she, they, I don't know where it went wrong. The acting's incredible. The writing's really great. And it's just, I don't know where this went wrong, but something's not clicking with this character. Well, and it was we know where. That. It's that they made it. They 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 tried to they tried to shove it all in there. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of that would have fixed it. But because you're right, all the other elements are there. It's, well, it's kind of like wait, I got one more thing okay. to say about it. And it's kind of like with the Spider-Man it. movie. I was reading an article about the Spider-Man movie today, and it really all of a sudden looks the same to me because the, they're having a problem. You know, the last one made money, and it wasn't. It got terrible reviews. And a lot of people complained. And one of the biggest problems is they're trying to do this universe building and they're shoving in all these characters. And you're never really getting the proper development of characters. I think that might be, this might be the sequelitis that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. they're, it, sho yeah. they're trying to develop these things, but at the same time, you're not giving it time to develop. And V is a character that should have been, she should have been a seed that took a while. And TV is a medium that it can develop. It has the time. It has all the time in the world, unless you get canceled. Right. It has all this time to develop. And why are we rushing things? If right. we're rushing things for the sake of argument interest or argument, if we're rushing things for the sake of audience interest. It's it's not necessary because right. you have because you lost my interest. Thank you. Yes, but Orange Is New Black has a huge audience. It's a global audience. You're not going to lose your entire fan base. Right. So well, why rush it? And to and to think, well, we're gonna we're gonna cram this all in in case we don't get picked up again. It's like we, you're then you're cheapening the brand. Like you're and you're who you're, who thinks Orange Is the New Black is not going to get picked up? Exactly. But see, <laughs> right. like, but see, there's a chance of it now because they took the they took this route. Exactly. I, I don't think. I, don't think, I think when it's this show that. We can critique it. However, when you put it in the scheme of everything that we could possibly be watching, it's still in the top five. Oh, absolutely. Right. But what I'm saying is, as soon as you start taking those shortcuts yeah. because you're scared or because you're rushing or whatever the reasons are, that's when you go downhill because you're you're taking your eye off the prize. Right. Put, keep focusing on the quality of the writing, on telling your story the way you want to tell it, and on and on not well if we take the v storyline out of it you know meg you made a great point in the last podcast where you said this season could almost have not happened yeah you start season three and boom uh if you take the v storyline out of it and you watch the other stuff going around not quite strong enough to be a season it's not the number one complaint i had about this episode was that you put kind of getting off the v topic you put 
your entire cast in one room. Mm. Your entire, yeah. the strongest point of your show is literally all next to each other. Mm-hmm. It was, I would have, I would actually expect that to be your best episode yet. And right. it was, I would too. it was by far not even near the best episode. The amount of funny things that could have happened between everybody. I feel like it should not have been the in red show. It well, yeah, it was almost muddied by that. It was, it should have been these girls dealing with everybody in the same room. It should have been idiosyncrasies of these characters just butting heads. And yeah. it wasn't, it was, is V going to kill red? And that was so, it's, I, I'm not a number, not its fan. I'm kind of over <laughs> not it. Not its fan. Not its fan. That's funny. You know, I did like this episode, but I, and I, I do. I did too, but I think it could be strong. I think yes. it could be way stronger. And I get what you're saying. And I, and I think that um, for me, it was, uh, it, it pushed a lot of things forward. It did. And it's pushing it forward assumingly to the finale, which means that it's just a stereotype or a cliche. Mm-hmm. You push everything for the finale. So I've got like pros and cons this entire season. But I mean, if you take away the V storyline, you have all of these funny moments like Boo and Pensatucky talking about the lesbian takeover. Right. Like, that was hilarious. And that was right. so Absolutely. short. I mean, well, oh, go ahead. I, I, it, just so many things could have happened in this episode. And so, yes, it was a great episode. I don't think this season fell be, be like below an 8.5 out of 10, but it should, it could have been funnier. And oh, I, absolutely. it's that shortcoming where you see what it could have been and it's not. Mm-hmm. Now, Squirrel did have a good line for V when she told her that they wanted a parlay. Yeah, the parlay. That was great. Well, and, and uh, they're like, what are we, pirates now? That was pretty funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, that was pretty funny. And you know what? I don't think I would have known Parlay if it wasn't for Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, so that that's was, a, immediately right. what I thought of. There you that go. That was well played. Well, I'll, let me just do then a quick overview of some of the V storyline, and then we can talk about some yes. of the other stuff that was going on well, there, And there is a vital thing that happens, yes. so it's worth it. Um, Pusey <laughs> destroys the tobacco. Right. And she pours bleach all over it. And... and uh, so V's cleaning up the mess and Tasty walks in and and she said, you know, this sits on you because you said Pusey wouldn't be a problem and you vouched for her and now you're, you're, we're done. So um, so Tasty is now off her team. And you, you just mentioned about V with the tobacco, but you actually missed. We, we can't just talk about V. We got to actually talk about what happened. Yeah. Uh, so. A lot of it stems from her and Pusey mm-hmm. and what's going on. We see Pusey drinking her hooch and, you know, she's going around trying to find it. Uh, she talks about how V is the reason that Watson went into the shoe. And Watson says it was the place, not V, that caused it. And, you know, why are you so upset with her? And she's like, she took my friend. I thought that was really yeah. tough. And you can see it's wearing on her. So later on, Pusey goes and her hooch is missing. This is what what caused her to freak out. Like, you've taken her friend. The only thing that's helping her cope with this place is her hooch that she makes and her friend. Mm -hmm. Her hooch, which she gives away. Right. And her friend. And now V has taken both. That's when Pusey takes the tobacco. She she knocks it all out. And then she bleaches the tobacco. Mm -hmm. She destroys it. Mm -hmm. That's why V is there. You were saying that V's in there cleaning up the tobacco. But Mm -hmm. it's it's a big deal. It's not just cleaning. That stuff's all destroyed. That whole income, all that income. And she is, this yeah. is not sitting well with her. 
super mad at Poussey. She knows exactly who did, did it. And just as mad at Tasty. Well, yeah, she wants Tasty to pay for it. First, she says, "You're gonna who's going to pay for it? Then she threatens to hurt Poussey, and then she fires Tasty. Well, and actually, like, essentially disowns her. And she right. says, you know, I'm sure we'll see each other around, but you're no longer on my team. You're no longer right. in she my circle. She does this to neutralize Poussey. So now you're seeing, and Tasty is seeing, she was just a pawn. She's not even, she's thinking this is her mom, right? Yeah. She's a pawn. I want to know yeah, why sure. she didn't realize this before. Uh, I, I think she did, and then she, just she was forgot in denial. It. I think when they were in this, in the prison here, and, and V started her stuff, and the other girls were going along with it, I think that she lost sight of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, once again, if they had had time to develop that, I think it would have made a little more sense. It was very quick how that happened. Mm-hmm. But I think if if it had been a little more poison through the system, we would have seen where, where Tasty fell for that. And she even turned on on Poussey. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, she realizes, I was just a pawn, and it's not about me. It's only about V's power and V's money. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I wanted to fill in there. It was I thought that was a, a pretty important scene. There's a couple of pretty important well, V scenes. And here. when V and Red are talking after... The, after the failed stabbing, um, Red is trying to cover it up with V, and she says, "No, no, no. The woman sent a message. You know, she was just sending a message not to mess with us. You know, and and V said, well, I think it, she was saying that 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 you want a war. Yeah, it was like the first shot of a war. Yeah, and and then V threatens Red's son, oh. and and she knows his address, describes his house, oh, and. Yeah. She reminds uh, Red of the last time, you know, that, that that she messed with her. And she said, I broke your ribs and punctured your lung. And Is this when they're laying on the ground? Yeah, well, then they have to lay on the ground because the siren went off. Right, the yeah. alarm goes off, and now they're face-to-face laying on the ground. This is mm-hmm. this is pretty intense stuff. Yeah. Once I, again. I thought yeah, it was, go ahead. Um, when she said that, I, like, I know everyone's getting beat up and people are getting in trouble and going to the shoe, but it was always just a prison problem. And V took it outside of the prison by saying, I know where your son lives. I, oh, I know who lives there and who's with him. And I, right. it, like, it's taking it out of the prison. And I'm almost like, that's a little dramatic. <laughs> v keep it in the prison. But then again, people are getting beat up and all of that. But like, it's literally over. Well, and she almost got stabbed. Yeah. yeah. She did almost get stabbed. And she, she also, I mean, she was, she was, you know, against Red before. She probably did her homework while she was out of there. Yeah. She wasn't in prison for a while. So she, this kind of stuff, it did make sense to me. Like, yeah, she probably knows, but it's disgusting that she takes it out of the prison and, and went that far. But at the same time, if you feel that you came that close to getting killed yeah. in there, you're going to use whatever you true, can true. use in your arsenal. And she ha- V has people on the outside that can give her whatever information she needs. Correct. So, so I, I don't think... Um, Do you think it's that cop? I, and I actually don't probably. think Red... Oh, yeah. But I don't think Red would have... Um, I think Red would have probably done the same thing. Probably. probably. It just... It felt... I know it's so intense inside the prison, but it felt such downsized and controlled chaos and this was sort of like wow she went there yeah she went there <laughs> i was like oh man you're really bringing in family to this right and so i understand why she did it it just felt very like out of bounds i guess out of mm-hmm. past the point where they should have gone bringing in right. red sun because it's, it's, it's over cigarettes it's over cigarettes 
That's, Wasn't that's that what we're V's thing through this whole episode, though? Yeah. Going way out of bounds. Like, mm-hmm. she went way out of bounds on a couple this, of things in this episode. This should have been our introduction to the character. Right. I agree. Yes. I agree wholeheartedly. We should have so, we should have gotten that right from the get-go that she was this insane crazy. But then they wouldn't have been able to live up to that. If we like took this episode and put it at the beginning and saw what we saw, she was not she wouldn't be able to live up to it. I feel like this was her peak. Absolutely. Oh, but wait a minute. You might be wrong. Why? If 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 they reshuffled the deck and this was at the beginning and we saw how So like nuts maybe this is, was episode two or something. And then it played from that point on. Not like like maybe she has this confrontation with Red. We see her backstory and then she cools out. And all we see her doing are all her little chess moves leading up to the finale. I think you would have been like freaking out about her in every episode, but they never have her go that far until the end. I think I would have seen, I think if seeing that episode, this episode that we're talking about first, and then seeing rest, the rest of what happened, I think I would have been on edge. And then the very end, coming to what we know so far, I would have been kind of let down going, all right, well, nothing happened. But right. yeah, yeah. But if we took but this maybe episode, something more would have happened. Yeah. Maybe you would have written something more. Well, I kind of wanted I kind of want season two to start in this episode. And then we just take everything that Piper and Alex did because they're perfect. And <laughs> take <laughs> them and put them also everything we know about them. And then just started from here. It would have been a lot more entertaining to me. Yeah, I think it would have it would have um been a, a little the pacing would have been better yes, it would have been stronger I, with each episode yeah instead of instead of this endless dragging right that yeah that v storyline was well so what happens next is red is scared that v is going to strike and so they're sleeping in shifts because they all have to sleep in the same room and so they're all uh, so they're gonna if if anyone oh, and she right. said if anyone has to go somewhere you take someone else no one goes anywhere alone right and this is what she she's talking to him and she's like we don't have the muscle but we have to be smart right and uh, girl goes great we can challenge them to Sudoku right. uh, that was I wish, excellent line I really I love this setup I'm a really big fan of getting ensemble cast together and giving them nothing to do because I feel like a lot of funny things can happen in that so I kind of wish we didn't meet V. And this episode with this theme was in the beginning, and it would have just been hilarious. I wish Alex was there for obvious reasons, and <laughs> I it would it, I think it would have just been one of their strongest episodes if they wrote it like that. If it was not a more dramatic episode, this this was just a breeding ground for great comedy. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, so red red goes into the kitchen and she's interfering, and she wants the keys to the knife cage. And oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Gloria tells her, tells her she's sad. She's like, you're just sad. Like, you're pathetic, you know? And she said, "You." she doesn't need to fight you because she already won. Yes. Because she got in her head. Yes. I agree and, with her 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I thought that was a really pivotal Well, and I moment. think that the reason that happened with, with Red, I think that if at the end of last season when Red's thing came crashing down, I think if she hadn't been at the low point we saw her at at the beginning of this season, V never would have gotten that same type of hand on her. But Red was working from a deficit. Yes. And I think that as she was gaining momentum and V's there and she's thinking she's got V, I think that she was working at much too much of a deficit to not have it get into her head. So I think that's exactly what happened. Well, maybe okay. we're, maybe we're supposed to feel uncomfortable about this entire situation yeah. because the status quo is, is that Red's at, in the kitchen on top. And right. maybe we're just, 
I don't think we're supposed to hate it like I do, but I think we're just supposed to feel uncomfortable about it. Because it's not what, it's not, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. And maybe Gloria's yeah. just the reasoning tone coming in and saying like, hey, you're all, <laughs> yeah. you're all crazy. You're all pathetic. And I'm sitting here like, yes, you are. Thank you. Maybe we're just falling into their actual plan. Yeah, I, that might be. All right. So, so now we're going to get to a scene. This is a critical scene. I loved. Yeah, okay? I know what you're going to go to. I absolutely thought this was. I want to know what it is. Hysterical. So V is dumping the bucket outside. Oh. So she, she obviously was, hit halfway full. She was the last one to hit halfway full. And Red comes out and strangles her. Yeah, I mean, she is choking the life out of her. And and they stop, and they're laying it, and she says, this place is getting to me. And V says, you just tried to st- strangle me with plastic wrap so that you could sell mascara in jail. <laughs> But why that was that's been my point since the beginning of this story is that they're doing all of this to sell things in jail. So when she said that I was like, Praise the Lord that somebody finally knows what's right, going right. on. That's why I loved it. I was like, oh my gosh, she finally stated the obvious. Yes. And it was like, really? We have just gone to this point. You were you sent someone to kill me, and now you just tried to strangle me with plastic wrap right. so that you could sell mascara here. I mean, like, have we really come right. to this point? Now, of course, we know where it's going. Well, but and at also, the same it's time, me saying it, and you when she says it, yeah, it makes sense. And you go, yeah, finally. But you're also like but pot meat like, kettle. You're like, yeah, me. Yeah. You're not done right. doing this over tobacco or right. whatever. I mean, of, so it, 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 of course it goes beyond tobacco. I, I Obviously, it's their reputation and their pride, and they all have that. But well, they want to be the, the big fish yeah. in, the, in the prison. Yeah. Um. So Red says, you know what? Take what you want. And V says, no, you keep yours. I'll keep mine, and we'll have a truce. And she says, you couldn't try to kill me someplace drier because they're out in the storm. <laughs> right. Well, and also, they didn't say it, but they're right by where they dumped the bucket. Right. <laughs> so it can't smell good. Oh. <laughs> it's like fighting outside of an outhouse. And you don't Yuck. know where everyone else is dumping the bucket. Ugh. Right? I mean, are they all just No, gonna... I'm sure they've got a, a designated area. Well, yeah. Right. I wouldn't want to know. Like the... I would be the person to yeah. be like, that's not half. Your your judgment's exactly. off. That is not half. I'm going back <laughs> in. Yeah. Oh, sick. So, so then the, the end of, of V and Red at this point... Because we know that's not going to, they're calling the truce. They're saying this. It seems all happy, friendly, but there's no way, right? So the greenhouse, Red gets to the greenhouse and it's trashed. And V comes in with a sock yep. with a lock in it and beats her yep. down. Prison beat down. So that is the Red yeah. and V so, <laughs> storyline. Yeah, so even though, even though she made sense. Before we see that she is just an insidious, awful person, yes, and she bludgeons Red with a yeah. sock mm-hmm. with a lock. She wasn't even a likable villain. I think that's pretty much what we've established. I think that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, that was the problem. So, so another. So we've got the Piper storyline. What do you guys think of Piper getting transferred? I didn't like it. I'm concerned. <laughs> we talked about it last yes. episode. Yeah, we too. talked about it last episode. I I don't like it either. I. Here's how I feel about it at this point. I mean, it's if she's getting transferred, yeah, that may be how the next season goes. Uh, that we see a train, but then it's how this episode, this season started when she was in Chicago. Yeah. So 
something has to interrupt this. I think they're it going for realism. To. I think they're trying to be realistic. However, if you're going to transfer somebody and get them off the show, it's obviously not going to be Piper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, exactly. There's a good handful of people on this show that are safe, mm-hmm. and one of them is Piper. So something's got to happen. She can't. Right. She's. There's no way that she's going to go. I just, although, I just don't feel it. Although, wait, I do have I do have an idea there. If they if at the if the season ends with Piper getting transferred, mm-hmm. okay, we see her getting on a bus, and you go, "What's going to happen?" There is no reason in the world that the next season the main character could be somebody else. Um, I would hate that. I would actually. I, I agree. Stop I, watching. I think it could break the show because it's got to be Piper. But yeah, they could like maybe they don't have the contract with her. Maybe she asked for too much money on her. Uh, for the third season, you don't know. Maybe this is a way of hedging their bets. Well, they've already started filming season three. Okay, so, so that's not happening. Not going to okay. say anything, but... Well, I, yeah. I'm going to this then. Okay, so Morello asks Piper if she's okay. And and she says, come on, you've got connections to fight this. You know, you should be able to do this. If anyone in the prison could get out of this, it would be Piper, yeah. right? And so right. Um, Piper says that... that you know, she doesn't necessarily agree with her, but she said that she feels like her family was relieved, like they were glad they didn't have to give up their weekends anymore. And I loved what what Piper does for Morello in this scene. It was so touching to me, but, but she said, she said, you were the first person who was nice to me. Yeah. And she said, you made me feel like everything was going to be okay. And the look on Morello's face I mean, it's like there. There's not a lot of kindness in, in, where they are, and and Morello is. Well, she does a good. Actually, try to be kind. She there. does. She puts a lot of good out there, and I and I I really I really liked this, and I thought you know she has she's been beat down a lot in this in this season. Morello has. <laughs> I thought this was really. Uh, it was nice to see her genuinely um, proud of herself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought that was a nice scene. And here's another character that I think, you know, we had that that flashback scene with her in, uh, well, like the second episode. And we talked that out about her with Christopher and everything. There hasn't been a lot of Morello. Mm-hmm. For an ensemble show, they really haven't focused on kind of the core character. You know what I want to comment about that? They, yeah. they um, previewed this entire season as we're making it a more ensemble show. So I'm thinking everyone's going to be together. This was V and Red season. This yeah. was V and Red and the rest of everybody. So everybody complained about season one being Piper's show, which it kind of was. It was intended that way. Well, it's right. kind of the point. Kind this of the one's point. V and Red's show. And they're like, we're making it a more ensemble. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's uh, it's not it's not Piper's show anymore. I kind of enjoyed that, but I'll I'll like this. No, this was V and Red and everybody else, and sometimes it was even V and everybody else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that just it kind of made me mad for a moment there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. I, I, this made me actually think about that with Morello. Like I, I thought they did a great setup. We learned about her with Christopher, and I, I thought we didn't really revisit anything with her except no, her driving. We haven't really revisited any strong points from season one, right? Mm-hmm. At all. And, and it's it seems like they they kind of put so so a little bit more at the forefront. Not necessarily in this episode, but yeah. when I think back on the season, and it's like, well, yeah, she's a new character. But I feel like I spent more time with her than I did with Nikki, and mm-hmm. Nikki yeah. is I love Nikki vastly so more interesting. I yeah, the strongest points when you think back and think well, when I think back and think of what I loved of season one, Nikki's humor, Piper and Alex, 
and a bunch of other stuff. (laughs) And none of that was crazy. The other ones that we're getting a little too much of, in my opinion, in this season are Leanne and her other method friends. Yes. Because they are not, they don't do anything. They're supposed to be secondary funny characters. And they're they're, just, they keep featuring them. Like in this episode, they're sitting in the kitchen eating nutmeg, trying to get, trying to get high. Oh, right. Yeah. What what is that? I don't know how that works. Come on, Meg, you're a big druggie. You know all about it, right? (laughs) No. Yeah, we can tell. (laughs) I have no idea what half these people are doing. I'm watching this show thinking, what is what happened in that writer's room that day? Like, was everybody tired? Was everybody wanting to go home? Was it a holiday? What day was this? Will that explain this? So I kind of like them just like trying to score snacks. Even when Oh dog it. Even when the two the two Spanish girls uh, start kissing. Yeah. Was that, I was just like, what, what is Where happening? Where was I for that? Yeah, what was that? What was that? What Where was are that? You? When, when did that happen? Well, it, it's almost like, like, did it, it stepped that? into that world of, oh, well, they're in this environment. It happened when they were bored and they were sitting yeah. there and they're like, people are always saying we should be together. And then they kiss each other. It was more the, the bottom line they were trying to say, the writers, was that people want to be comfort comforted yes. in prison. Mm-hmm. However, this was a very strange way to go about that. It, yes. It was just like, I feel like this entire season, I was kind of like, all right, I'm just going to trust that these writers are, know what they're doing, but they're not, I don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, a co- okay. So a couple of other things we've got, we got Lilith Fair going on because Soso decides that she really loves this whole flooded thing. Yeah. And, and, and she, she thinks is this Lilith is great. Fair, so. And so she starts singing and, and they all, they're singing the songs that were cracking me up because I'm like, <laughs> Really? I, I'm not seeing these girls, you know, oh, most yeah. of these women even knowing what these songs are, but she got everybody singing. And uh, see, that's it, the aspect of the show I wanted to see in one of these episodes. Yeah. Like that part, like Soso had it. Soso was on point. She knew what was happening. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. I liked her in this episode. Yeah. So we had that storyline. We had Daya felt the baby move. And, you know, so that, I'm so the storyline I am. Beyond over over is that storyline. I don't give a crap if your baby they think it's a boy. Blah blah blah. Okay. Well, yeah, and then when she had a panic attack, okay. uh, And then then the one guy Donaldson gets her to do the the jumping jacks, and Bennett, you know, is just standing there like an idiot, like he always does. He's like going to go tell on him. Bennett season one is not Bennett season two. Bennett is a moron in this season. That that whole thing, though, I was just like, I'm. Personalityless moron. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so we'll get that out of the way, and then um, uh, Piper and this inmate. So this other inmate is going to be transferred as well, and she has a baby, and oh, yeah. so she's worried that her husband isn't going to, or boyfriend, I don't know what he is, but that he's not going to properly take care of this baby, and she's now going to be in another state, and so she spends most of the episode crying and. And upset, so we can okay, that's over. <laughs> and then, uh, then we have, yeah, but I, you know what, I felt bad in that scene. Like, like, here's a character that we haven't really had time with, and we get this moment where we see, you know, she's getting transferred and what that's all about. I actually kind of enjoyed having that moment. You there. did, I, th- I, I, I did. I'll tell you why because we're so focused on if we're not going to focus on the main characters that we we know uh-huh. and you're going to introduce these new characters and it seems like the focus has shifted having these small moments with characters we don't really know like 
the ARP ladies. Mm -hmm. Like this woman who she works in the kitchen. We've met her before. But now we know like she has a baby and she's Mm -hmm. freaking out. I was okay with that. It was was kind of in the stew of what was going on. It didn't, maybe it didn't work as well as it should have. But that's the kind of stuff I actually kind of like about the show is knowing about, I've said that about the first episode. I Mm -hmm. liked when we met all those new people at Chicago. Yeah. And I thought, wow, there's some stories here. And it went away. This, this one, woman, I just, there's a little bit of a story. Do I need to spend a lot of time with her? No. I just kept thinking, what's the point? But I bet there's, a there were others, there were, but there were other store. There were other people. I would rather know what so-and-so was doing over there. I would rather yeah. know what this person was doing in the cafe. Yeah, but it tries nice to get away from Red and V for a minute. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm hundred percent agreeing with that. But if they wanted to transfer and make some, something look realistic, something that happens every day, by transferring an inmate, that's the perfect character to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one, because we feel emotion because she's, she's losing her baby, but we don't care enough that she's just not a central character. Right. Well, I, I liked what she was doing, too. Yes. Because she was, she was telling him, I, I'm getting transferred. Like, I don't know when I'm going to see you. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. She's terrified, and she's saying, talk to her mm-hmm. you need to talk to her and she's like trying to get him to be a parent and he's just sitting there stone-faced and i'm like what this is what people deal with mm-hmm. whether they're in prison or not this is how people are and it it was just very it it was a real moment and i think i was just looking for a real moment here i did like that scene it's funny that you didn't martha i thought you would it's not that i i didn't hate it i just, just kept thinking kind of what's the point i okay. i wasn't really um I, I think there were there were other other storylines I I would have rather had attention paid to, but um, we also have uh, Pusey and Tasty make up in this episode. Uh, wait a minute, no, they don't. Yes, do they? they do. They cried and apologized. Absolutely. Well, because before they cried and apologized, well, they weren't happy. Tasty blames Pusey yes. for for messing up her life, and she hits her right. and knocks Pusey to the floor, and then they cry and apologize, but. I think it's really important that she got to the point V got into her head enough that she hit Pusey. And then I, they cried and apologized. <laughs> because I just want them back together. I love them. And so I, do too. I don't, I, okay, yes, there was a little bit of, of ugliness there at first, but they cried and apologized. And so they're back together. And that's all I care about. Okay, we got, we got one more. Oh, we got Fig. We got, we got Fig. Well, okay, so we got Caputo. Too, I mean, he he's yeah. But that's that's pretty much. I mean, we've we've covered so much of it, but really, Caputo and Fig is is there's some big stuff that happens here. Well, first of all, Fig is meeting with an accountant, and he's finding discrepancies in their books. Gee, I can't imagine that. Yeah, did you catch how she she was using misdirection every time he brought it up? It's like, does nobody see this? Yeah, and she distracts him with an inv- invitation to her husband's fundraiser. Yeah, and- Tiki Barber is going to be there. And so, which I say like I know who that is. I don't know who that is. Um, Meg, are you a sports person? Do you know? I have no idea what you're talking about. No, I don't either. Okay, Tiki Barber is some sports person who was at this fundraiser. Was going to be at the fundraiser. That's why the guy was like, "Ooh, Tiki Barber." That's all I know yeah. because I put the sorry, clues Tiki. We don't. Yeah, know you know more than me. <laughs> and is sorry, Tiki sports. for real? Like, is he? A, yeah, yeah, he's a real. I know oh, that. Okay. I've heard that name before. So it wasn't made up for the sake of the show. No, no. Okay, so so there, uh, Fig Fig is trying to get pregnant. We find out in this because episode. that's the that's the thing she needs to do at the moment. Exactly. <laughs> out of and everybody in this a, world, she's like the least person who needs to be pregnant right now. Yeah, this is a perfect life choice for her. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure Daya 
is maybe the least <laughs> person be, who should be. be no, no, no. It might be better. Than Fig is better is. than Fig. <laughs> Fig is at least out of right. out, out of the prison, but um, but <laughs> she tells her husband that that this accountant's onto them, and he's of course far more concerned with his career than hers. He, yeah. could, he pretty Fig. much. Do you, you, know, do you remember what he says well. to her? After she's saying this, and she's like, don't worry about the, or he says, don't worry about the county. He says, I held up my end of the deal. Now you hold up yours. That's Fig's What the heck life. does that mean? I think Fig's finally realizing that her life sucks. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I think that's her entire life is just business deals. And even, even like having a child is almost a business deal for them. Right. Yes. And it, yeah, it didn't seem very passionate. Learned that. Like, it's just, I feel like it's just something they should do. And maybe like a child would like actually like this woman. So, oh gosh, I can't imagine. So, well, I like, yeah, I don't know. She's the last person that needs to raise a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so all hell is breaking loose in the prison. And he and Caputo's trying to call her all night because the bathroom's flooded. They have no power, no running well, water. There, there's no gas in the generators. It, oh, that was her fault. Too. Right. Yeah. It's all because of Fig. And, uh, and I like how they go down there to look at that. Oh my gosh, it's that was completely hysterical. flooded. Uh, and there's like rats floating in the water. Oh, oh, and of course, who has to go down there? Piper. Piper, Nikki, and Lucha. Oh my that's gosh, that hilarious. was awesome. But that was awesome. That's... See, now it was stuff like that that I would have liked to have seen more of. Yeah, this is well, and, season. And that was a good throwback to season one when you're like, oh, that's right. She's on this electrical team. Yes. She has to go down there. But see, that's why I kept feeling like it was hitting its stride. Like we were getting it back yeah. a little bit here, you know? Yes, it was. This is where that's things were really well. But not enough. No, but but it it oh, made. I got one that they is threw enough. me a bone. This this actually is where it absolutely hit its stride. The lights go out. Nikki says, "Now what?" And Luchek says, three way." Oh, I know. <laughs> three stars. That right there was worth the price of admission for the season. Yes. I laughed. He I think we so we funny. had to pause and yeah. laugh for like a couple minutes because it was so funny. It's his crude humor that just I love oh, it. It's the, so funny. But it's the worst possible timing. Standing yes. in water with dead rats floating around. It's Piper oh. and Nikki like, and Lushchenko. Yeah, and he's like, okay, three way. Oh my <laughs> gosh, awesome! And so, um, so Caputo keeps calling her, and he finally gets her on the phone, and she's just not. She's no help at all, of course, because she's big. And then, um, so he's left to deal with it himself, and and then Fig. At the end of their fundraiser, sees her husband kissing her yeah. the assistant yeah, guy, like, which we already knew was coming. And I actually in this episode when I saw him at the fundraiser, that's what I thought we were going to see, and it happened. It was like, "Yep, big, you're an idiot." It kind like, of made me feel bad for her, not in the sense that she's losing her husband because she essentially is, but kind of that I feel like this is a woman who found out what she was good at and just kind of was persuaded into this life by this man who finally loved her back. I feel like that's her life. Like, even though we haven't seen, I'd really like to see her backstory, but yeah. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. That but would like, be interesting. we, I feel like she finally, and then like her husband doesn't love her and they're going to have a baby. And she's obviously a little, the little bit that we see, she's kind of, uh, it, she likes the idea of having a child. Yeah. And then she finds out her husband's cheating on her with a guy and, Nobody at the prison likes her, and then her husband's probably going to get this, but she's going to take the hit for everything. Everything, yep. Yes. Yeah, it's, she's in a bad spot. Yeah. 
I don't know how much sympathy I have for her. But I had a tiny a bit. Spot. Not a lot. I had a tiny bit, though. I, I did, too. I have more for her than I would for her husband. I oh, yeah. Yeah. It's in those scenes. I'm like, I don't feel bad for her unless I'm looking at her. I agree. Right. Okay, so here's a lighthearted one. Doggett and he in Healy's office. She's in there looking for snack because he gives her stuff all the time. You know, so so he... <laughs> He, he, she wants cookies and she wants to bring treats to Boo and Healy warns her to stay away from, from Boo and he loans her a book called The End of Men <laughs> and oh my God, I died. I mean, I was yes. laughing to her the, and you know, the lesbian started it. The yeah, lesbian right. started it all. And but this, these are the two that I expect them to have this conversation yes, at some point. And Doggett says, men being in charge has never done me any good. And and he says, "Are you eating free cookies?" And she said, "Yes." And he said, "You should think about that before you get ideas." <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that was an awesome exchange. I really like their little friendship. Yeah, these two together. This I was, do. I now, really now we, like. Here's it. Here's something from this season that was a nice find because we never saw them together. Uh, and he, she was so un, uh, unbearable last yeah, season. And. and for for him to have this little weird relationship with her is really good, and it fits because they're both such damaged goods. Yes. So yeah, I I do enjoy this. I think that was really. What good. do you think of them? I Megan. I'm. It's a fun side story. I'm not itching to see more of them, but it is a fun, cute side story. Yeah, for, that's for how a side I feel. Story, I'm great. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to see. I don't the, want them to be focused in an episode. But I love Doggett spinoff. I love their little moments. They just bring this sort of levity. Uh, they bring a new them. light to both of their characters. Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. What I see when I see the two of them, I see that he is absolutely the father figure. Yeah. And he falls into that role with her. It's not. He did with Piper be- too, and then he lost. And then he was so. <laughs> yeah, and he realized well. Piper was a lesbian. <laughs> right, and that was the <laughs> end of that. Nuts. Uh, but, but that whole father daughter thing, like he needs that as badly as she does. Exactly. Uh, but it's not like they're like, he's drawn to it. It's just, it's a very interesting dynamic. And of all the people in there, it seems to be the one that's, that works for me. Yes. Okay. We're going to end this on my personal favorite scene. Okay. I, I have a feeling you guys liked it too, but it's, it's Boo and Doggett are playing checkers. <laughs> and, Do- and Doggett says, hey, how does this whole agenda thing oh my work? Gosh, this was so and funny. Boo says, I've got a lot of those. Specify. <laughs> I almost wet my pants. Seriously. I've got a lot of those. Specify. Right, right. And then she says, the gay agenda to take over the world. And Boo <laughs> says, okay, first of all, keep your voice down. It's top secret. <laughs> and, and Doggett says, are you going to kill all the men? And she says, no, we need slaves. <laughs> I loved how she took it and ran with it. I, oh, it was I, great. In that sense, if somebody says something absurd, oh. I tend to just respond with it. Like, I just kind of go with it, how she was just like going with this crazy story. So I loved that part of it. It was hilarious. I did too. And she says, you know, bookkeeping, janitorial. <laughs> and she said, the whole point is chicks digging each other and being in charge. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh my gosh, it just rocks. Which, I thought which of that course, was... a dog it is going to be done with like, okay, it's not about the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, I can get behind oh, that. Oh, I just died. So funny. But she's like, I've got a lot of those. Specify. I just thought, oh dear God, she does have a lot of agendas. She does, <laughs> especially what she does just did with Red and oh yeah, and everything you know. So yeah, it was very very funny. So that to me is is how I, I like to 
think of that. Uh, that's the last thought I want of this I, episode. I agree. I, I think that was a fabulous scene. I thought scene. that was just brilliant. So. Well, do you guys have anything else? I do not. That was your last thought. What about you, Meg? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, let's move on <laughs> to the next one. Um, you can find past episodes of this and all of our podcasts at our website, which is www.southgatemediagroup.com. You can read Meg's reviews of this show and her ratings at showratings.tv, which is a fantastic site. If you're not joining us there, you're missing out. Uh, it's a lot of fun because you can read the, the reviews by the reviewers there and also by the users. And people that are like, you know, that, that like the show as much as you do and find out what they rate it. And we get kind of a consensus. It's really cool. Uh, Meg, what is your Twitter feed for them to reach you? Um, at M-E-G-G-H-11. Martha, you tweet from? At SMG Pods. Right. I do uh, at our Southgate. And then we also have a show Twitter, which is Orange Podcast. I think I've said it wrong like every episode. It is actually Orange Podcast. Uh, so I know that's correct. Find us on Tumblr. You can find show ratings and find us on Tumblr. Please do and reblog our stuff. Find us on Pinterest. We have a, a I was going to say a pin page, but it's a board, right? Mm-hmm. We have a board for the Orange is the New Black podcast on Pinterest. Find us there. And Instagram and Facebook and everything. Either look up Orange is the New Black podcast or look up Southgate Media Group. You'll find us. And look up Show Ratings TV. Uh, what else? Find us on iTunes, find us on Stitcher, find us on any directory that that has podcasts. We should be there. And if we're not, please send us an email and let us know. Uh, The email address is southgatemediagroup at gmail.com. And last thing, please rate us and review us. It helps other people find our show. And it also tells us what we're doing right or wrong. And we really do appreciate that. That's it. I'm wrapping it up. Thanks again for listening. For the Orange is the New Black podcast, I am Rob Southgate. I'm Martha Southgate. I'm Megan Haas. That's it. One more to go. One and done season two. If you would like to donate to help pay for this and other Southgate Media Group podcasts, simply go to our website, southgatemediagroup.com, and click on the donate button. It can be as little as a dollar or, well, as much as you want (laughs) help keep this fun going by supporting this and our other shows thanks again for listening everyone you're the best fans in the world